Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 933.93. And uh, Pat Unleashed on Twitter as well. Lot, as always, uh, going on. Still the uh, battle over Baltimore continues. Is it a uh, beautiful like resort city? Uh, virtual Disneyland? That's what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> it, re- it really is. I lived there for two years. And it's like living right in the heart of Disney World. It really is. Wow, that's, that's, yeah. a, that's a good comp? The, yes. Huh. Yeah, it's a very good comparison. Okay. Disney World, Baltimore. Almost the same thing. <laughs> Synonymous. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just, it's beautiful. And that's the thing. Mm-hmm. If you point out something that has um, been under the influence of progressive policies mm-hmm. as and point out that it sucks uh, and you're a conservative or a Republican, <laughs> then all of a sudden... They come out of the woodwork yeah. to defend their holy ground. Oh, yeah. No matter what. That's even right. if the evidence is overwhelming in favor of the person who made the remark in this play. And they call oh. you a racist because no matter what you're talking about, a city, <laughs> a state, an area, it doesn't matter. Somehow, everything's a dog whistle for racism. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, then that means no human heard it, so you don't have to worry about it because only dogs hear dog whistles. I don't know if you're aware of that. <laughs> Fair so. point. Nobody got the point of the racism if you're using a dog whistle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So ridiculous. Yeah, and, uh, and I thought conservatives and Republicans were just, we're so dumb. Mm-hmm. We're so stupid. We can't pick up on nuance and stuff like that anyhow. So right. why would the left even point that out in the first place? That's right. Sorry. Um, got this tweet from, <laughs> from Pretty Boy Reservoir Tour Guide. <laughs> So we can see a swarm of locusts in the city of Las Vegas from space, but the Pacific garbage patch that's twice the size of the state of Texas has no satellite imagery. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's exactly right. Great point. Uh, I love that they they adopted yesterday's name of the Pretty Boy Reservoir. That's oh my so goodness. great. What a stupid! Is that the dumbest name for anything you've ever heard? <laughs> Pretty boy. Uh, let's see. Who is it? Named? Dumb. It's got to be a guy's last name, right? I don't know. Uh, the co- what, name Pretty Boy, according to the Pretty Boy Watershed Group. What? That's still huh, okay. okay. That's whatever. still stupid. Still, still stupid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From it's raining tacos day. Uh, wait, we could see a swarm of locusts from space. <laughs> a lot of go. people were yeah. kind of uh-huh. uh, flummoxed by that apparently, <laughs> but we couldn't see a meteor that passed within forty six thousand miles of the Earth. Which way are we looking? <laughs> the wrong way. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, that's another good point. Because, yeah, the, the meteor that could have destroyed it was a city killer, they called it. And it passed within 46,000 miles. That's unbelievably close. And they knew about it, I don't know, the day it happened. Right, like minutes. Uh, uh, by the way, according to tradition, the uh, Pretty Boy Lake was named after a settler's horse named Pretty Boy. Oh, who nice. drowned that's in a, a nearby creek. Oh, what a and that dumb horse, man! Tribute though to him. That's mm-hmm. isn't that adorable? That's great. I thought horses could make it through a stream <sighs> or a creek. Straight up, any American tweets watching the replay of Pat Unleashed about the asteroid that just missed us? <laughs> I think they measured its distance in kilometers, so they figured it'd be way further yeah, away. Way. That's my theory. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, they're dealing in kilometers, so they had no. It could be four inches. It could be four billion light years. 
from here. We don't know. There's no way to know. There's no way to tell. <clears throat> from Racco, watching today's show, it would appear it would appear the detainees are playing Xbox on a TV that's bigger than yours, Keith. Right, I got it. That's right. I got it already. That's right. (laughs) They tour the facility in uh, California, and uh, and they they showed you know one of the detention facilities for illegal aliens, and they're playing Xbox. They're playing soccer. They got an outdoor soccer field for them. Mm -hmm. You know they've got all the amenities they need. No, no, we got it. It's a little better than the concentration camps where you know they didn't necessarily have Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice size TVs. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Appreciate your tweets whenever they come in, and we try to get to them as many as we can. Uh, let me tell you about Brickhouse Nutrition. I mentioned the other day that I actually tried actual vegetables that are in their original form. Uh, wow, was that a mistake? Nasty. Oof. Uh, my daughter's home from school, and she's trying to eat healthy, and my wife is eating healthy and has become a vegetarian. It's really irritating. But... Uh, they were eating uh, arugula and uh, spinach salad, but they put some maple syrup in it. So I thought, okay, well, that'll be edible. Yum. Yeah, th- I thought, okay, maple syrup, yes. I, that's something I can relate to. No, it was <laughs> the maple syrup couldn't cover up the nastiness of the vegetables. So I still want that vegetable nutrition in my diet, which is why I use Field of Greens. Every scoop has a full serving of real USDA Certified organic fruits and vegetables. I love that. It's real food. It's not some fakey supplement or, you know, lab powder. Check out the nutrition facts panel on the side. You'll see. Go to BrickHousePat.com. You'll get 15% off your first order when you use the offer code PAT. BrickHousePat.com. Offer code PAT. It's Pat Gray unleashed on the Blakes. Uh, from Renault Gagne, 10 years ago, Glenn called Obama a racist once, later apologized. The left still brings it up. Imagine re- the reaction if Fox News had named Beck a GOP debate moderator. <laughs> so, yes. Some excellent uh, points being brought to the fore here this morning. <laughs> Greatest listeners in the world, man. Don Lemon calls Trump racist almost nightly, and CNN has him as yes. one of their moderate, one of their four moderators, <laughs> or one of the moderators for tonight's yeah. debate. Debate number one. Um, well, night number one of debate round two. Right. It's kind of confusing, but that's <laughs> it's, anyway. There's a debate tonight, and they haven't committed the next debate. They haven't committed to two nights yet. They're waiting to see how many are left. Standing. Seriously? Yeah. So it's either a Thursday night or a Thursday, Friday night. They're hoping like 10 of these people are going to drop. September 12th, 13th for the next round. I would suspect they'll start dropping like flies. I mean, it's time. You're wasting a lot of money. And if you still have 0%, 1%, forget it. Yeah, and you also risk becoming a political joke at some point as well. And you risk pissing off the the Democrat Party Mm -hmm. so that in your real race, to whatever you're going back to, congressman, senator, governor, whatever... They're not going to support you because you pissed them off. Yeah, and the longer you stay in there, the longer you chisel away at the eventual front runner. Which that's is fine going to by your me. Nomination. Yeah. I want that all to happen because mm-hmm. these this is the this is the, uh, uh, the our worst nightmare. This lineup of people. It's our worst stinking nightmare as a country. <laughs> not good. It's not at all. And we I, have a list of who's going to be on the oh, stage tonight. We yeah. should look for that. I think if you uh, keep scrolling there. Uh, oh yeah, turning through there. Scrolling, uh, which reminds me, 
<laughs> it was reading, what was I? Oh, I was in church the other day holding a hymnal book. Uh-huh. You know, a book. Oh, I know where this is going. I was reading, I was, you know, singing the song, uh-huh. looking at the, yep. and, and I found myself actually trying to scroll oh, up oh, on nice. the page. <laughs> See, I thought you were going with the, sometimes I'm, I'm looking at a picture, right? And like, I'm holding it in my hand and I I have this urge to just take my thumb and my my index finger and like make it oh, bigger. Oh, make it bigger? Yeah, I've I done that too. Yes. I've done that too. But I was trying to, because I didn't want to bend my head all the way down to see the rest of it. Right. I just wanted to scroll up <laughs> and have it be at eye level again. That's totally understandable. The stinking book wouldn't do it. What? Wouldn't do it. What kind of church it's, is this? I said, hey, your book is broken. It's broken. Okay. You expect me to go to a church where you've got broken books? No. Fix the hymnal. What? Do I need to write you a check? Do I have to walk down the street to the Scientologist? Because I will. Oh. Yeah, don't tempt me. Whoa. Don't test me. Whoa. I tell I tell Keith that every week. Don't test me. And what do I do? You keep testing me. It's slapped down. I don't want to hear from any more broken books. <laughs> when I want them to scroll, I want them to when I want them to enlarge, I want to enlarge it. Hey, they need to Okay, so right? we've learned today hymnals need to scroll. Mm-hmm. They need to enlarge. Yes. And also, it gets a little dark there in the sanctuary. Can we get a brighter screen? They're so Thank dim you. when you're opening up the book. Exactly. I mean, what is it with churches these I days? I don't know. I, I mean, are they know. really that hard up? They can't afford the greatest <laughs> hymnals ever? Uh, it's amazing how spoiled we've become and used to the technology that we now have available. And when we're using the old stuff, it's like, wait, what? Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, it doesn't do that. It's a book there. Okay, it's a book. And flip back one. Scroll back a page. Isn't this the night? No, that's no, second, this night. second night. Yeah. As it says, you gotta scroll up. Second night on it. <laughs> scroll up to the previous page. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've scrolled. Uh, Warren and Sanders are the two biggies. You got Marianne Williamson, Tim Ryan. Jeez. Wait, who? Wait, Tim Didn't Ryan. Didn't he play in the NFL? Who are we talking about now? I don't, I don't even know. know these people. Amy Klobuchar, who just can't get traction. Uh-uh. Uh, Pete Buttigieg, who seems like he's cooled off, doesn't it? I, at least we haven't heard about him as much. Yeah. Then you got Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren. Uh, so they're going to be probably center stage, right? The two of them. I think it goes center stage, and then it goes out from there. Yeah. On the you know smaller guys. Wow, Beto. Beto. Yeah. Is right next to Elizabeth Warren. He's got to feel like a big boy tonight. Yeah. He's he's one off the middle there. Then you got John Hickenlooper, who's trying desperately to bring the Democrats back to this planet. Uh, they've gone so far left. They've they've physically left the planet now. Then you got John Delaney, who's financing his own campaign. Guy's apparently quite wealthy, and I think he's uh, loaned his campaign eight or ten million dollars so wow. far. Uh, and then Steve Bullock, <laughs> the governor of Montana, who's got no chance, and nobody's even heard governor of it. Governor of Montana. Oh, Steve Bullock. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I thought he was. Uh, I thought he was on that old sitcom, you know, playing Monroe. You know, what was it? John J. Bullock. <laughs> oh, yeah. Monroe! I remember that. <laughs> Harry what a, Rush, what was his so name? So terrible. What a terrible show. What's the name of that, that show? Was. No, it wasn't. I love that show. Terrible show. With J.J. Jo- Bullock San or Francisco? whatever his name was? Yeah, based in San Francisco. Come yeah, on. I hated that. Really? Yeah. Well, I was a little older than you. Whatever I have, 15 Too close for under. comfort. Too I close loved for that comfort. show when I was a kid. Terrible show. Oh. Well, yeah, you were a kid. By then, I was an adult, so... I thought, wait a minute, oh, we learned last week you were eight, you're 18 years old right now, <laughs> right? You just graduated high school three weeks ago. Are you lying to your audience? 
uh, at least one of these times. I'll let you be the judge of which. <laughs> okay, got it. Either last time or this time, one of them is a total stinking lie. Oh. <laughs> so moderate Democrats are apparently becoming quite worried about the the direction the party is headed, and they should be. Um, article here about Bob Buckhorn, who is the former centrist Democrat mayor of Tampa, Florida. And he was at home watching the debates last time and started to openly worry and talk about it because nobody's talking about it on their, on their side of the aisle. But he talked about how worrying it is. He said, I don't think most Americans are comfortable with some of what they heard last debate, and I think it's unfortunate. Yeah, you think? Uh, they're all commies. They're communists. Uh, they're Marxists, at least. Buckhorn's view is a common one among moderate Democrats. In interviews, many of them expressed deep concern that this week's debate in Detroit will feature another inevitable shift to the left. Wow, how far? How much further can they go? (laughs) One that will alienate swing voters in battleground states like Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. Jeez, I hope so. Please, yes. Please let there still be reasonable Democrats in the Democrat Party. They can't can't vote for socialists and communists. Buckhorn's uh, last month, the Democrat debates, uh, and it, m- most Democrats embraced these all of these issues. Eliminating private health insurance, they're fine with it. Decriminalizing illegal border crossings. Even some of those who uh, will participate in the debate are unsure where the conversation will move next. This primary is becoming about moving the goalposts on these issues, according to John Delaney. And John Delaney is supposedly a moderate. I don't know that much about him, but mm. you know he's been called a moderate multiple times in stories I've seen about him. And he said, and you never know what the next one is going to be. Well, yeah. I mean, they're already talking about eliminating all debt, all college debt from, from uh, Americans, which is, I, I think, isn't it? Over a tr- it's over a trillion dollars. I see. So you you eliminate all debt, all college debt. Um, then you pay for everybody who's coming up. You pay for all college tuition. Then you eliminate the private insurance, healthcare insurance, and the government takes care of all healthcare. Wow. Uh, then you got all the Green New Deal stuff going on. I mean, this is a nightmare. Yeah, it's $1.2 trillion. Yeah, that was in 2014 oh, with so it's... Uh, over 7 million debtors in default. Uh, I knew it was see. a trillion. And then wow. 44 million borrowers um, in the U.S. as of 2014 with an average outstanding loan balance of thirty-seven grand. That's, wow. That's not bad. That's not bad? <laughs> oh, then why is no, it a campaign issue? I yeah, mean, we, can, the, yeah. we can take care of that. that uh-huh. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. All, you know what all you all you have to do on that is just tax the rich. Just tax the rich. They don't mind. They'll <laughs> never notice. They won't even know you taxed them. They make so much money. You think at some point you take it from them. Been taxed enough? No, uh, no, no, there's no such thing. No such thing. No such okay, thing. Okay, stand corrected. No. Um, what are you? Some kind of uh, elitist? What are you? Some kind of member of the bourgeoisie? Yeah. All of a sudden? Huh. I'm an elitist that. Uh-huh. Uh, Cut his own tree limbs last night. That's me. Um, and I didn't get injured, by the way, in case you're wondering. Scoring Congratulations. at home. Congratulations. Uh, this just shows that college is a scam. It's just, seriously, 
the yeah. people are graduating with these degrees and spend half their lives paying back the money to get the degree. Yeah. Well, that's their decision, though. Oh, absolutely. Oh, don't get me it's wrong. Their decision. I'm saying that it's just. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Education is higher education and the cost of it and the benefits you get from it. They just don't make sense. And you know who never gets the blame? The people who are charging so much money in the first place. The stinking colleges are completely exempt from any criticism. For some reason, it's the government's responsibility to take care of the college debt, to take care of tuition, to uh, to get pissed at because the tuition is too high at so many colleges. Well, go to the college and talk to them about it. Especially the the elitist colleges like Harvard, who have a $40 billion endowment from their rich friends who have graduated from Harvard. $40 billion. University of Texas has uh, some 30-plus billion dollars. All of these liberal higher education uh, learning centers are loaded with cash. And it's been said many times, Harvard could uh, grant free tuition to everybody who goes there. What is it? Like 25,000 kids, I think, a year at Harvard. They could pay for 25,000 students a year. Give them free education. This is all paid for with their endowment for the next 25 years. <laughs> so uh, that's, not, that's not the fault of the government. That's the fault of the colleges who have raised their tuition over and over and over and over till you've just priced normal Americans completely out of the equation. Unless you plan for it. I mean, you got to plan for these things. That That's what used to happen. Plus... It's pretty hard to plan for a Harvard education when it's what sixty thousand a year, so two hundred and forty thousand to graduate just in tuition. Then you add room and board. You're talking about three hundred thousand dollars. It it's hard to save three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, it's hard to go to school uh, and work off three hundred thousand dollars. But you don't have to go to Harvard. That's the thing. And I think that there are so many financial aid opportunities. That the government um, allows for that colleges go, oh, okay, well, we can just keep jacking up the price then. That's too. exactly what if happens. If the government would stay out of it in the first place, maybe we wouldn't get to this point. Yeah, exactly. That is part of the problem. Kind of too late for that now, but yep. that's part of the problem. Let me tell you about Home Title Lock. Uh, scammers have your information. I think we can probably pretty much agree on that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they could, uh, when they get around to it, Perhaps even steal your home's title and and, uh, and your home itself from you without you knowing anything about it. They make it look like you sold them the house. Then they take it to another bank and they take out a massive loan against your equity. And then you get stuck with those payments. Really, this is a really ugly problem because it's so hard to get out from under once it happens to you. Don't take a chance that this could happen to you. This is not something that any bank can say, okay, yeah, we just forgive that debt. They don't do that. Uh, There's no insurance program. And other identity theft programs like LifeLock, who do such a great job with other forms of ID theft, they don't cover this. That's the purview of Home Title Lock. For pennies a day, Home Title Lock will put a virtual barrier around your home's online title. Right now, they'll give you 60 risk-free days of protection. It's a great deal. Go register your address right now. And verify that you're not already a victim. 
Get your home's title protected. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. Wow, with uh, two socialists in the lead tonight on this debate, this is going to be one agonizing thing to have to watch. (laughs) Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren Mm -hmm. featured prominently in this. Then you got Beto, who doesn't know where he is or what he's doing, has no idea. (laughs) Did we see him cooking in somebody's kitchen recently? Yeah, did they have the video of that? Do we have any? Oh, no, we don't have any video of that. Oh, darn it. I didn't know there was video. Yeah, he went to, he was in Flint, Michigan. Got the picture. And, oh, there's a photo. Oh, he's so happy in the kitchen of... Of that family, chopping, <laughs> he's chopping up some onions, <laughs> and because yes. uh, he's you know a man of the people, <laughs> right? Right. He's not above no, you know, helping no. out a little bit. I mean, a very little. That's all he did was chopped up some onions. And then he's like, "All right, we get the picture. We're out of here. Get the car warmed up, boys." He, he actually spent some time, according to the article. Aww. He actually spent some time with the family, which is because the press was nice. there, and <clears throat> because he's got nowhere else to go. Nobody cares. <laughs> You know, stay there the rest of the campaign. I don't care. Yep. Yep. There was one reporter who went with him. Remember how it used to be? I mean, they were clamoring his to cover his every single move during the Senate run with with against uh, Ted Cruz. What? Why do I? What's the guy you always do the scene? Uh, officer and a gentleman. It almost feels like this is going. I got nowhere else to go. Right. I mean, that's mm-hmm. why he's still in this race. I mean, he's not running for a, a house seat anymore. You know, he's not going to become the nominee for president. Right. Uh, what's left for this poor guy? We better. He better keep an eye on Beto. Yeah. <laughs> so you got uh, you got Beto. You got Bernie. You got Elizabeth Warren. Pete Buttigieg. Mm-hmm. It's going to be agonizing. So we got Hickenlooper tonight trying to bring some common sense into the room. You know, the guy who watches porn with his mom. And then tomorrow night, we've got Andrew Yang trying to keep the room honest. Okay, well, that that's literally... Those are your two options there as far as common sense even being yeah. moderately recognizable on this stage. Uh, but I'm, I'm not relishing the, the fact that we have to try to get through this thing tonight. <laughs> I'm watching so baseball, man. Are you? You're not going to watch this? I don't know. Don't tell Pat. Should I watch this? Do you, do you think I should? Do I have to? Have to watch this? Um, Braves and Nationals. It's a pretty big series. You know your microphone's on. Oh. Oh, no. Okay, then. Mm -hmm. All right. Hello, everybody. How you doing? I'll be watching that uh, debate Mm -hmm. tonight for you, so you don't have to. (laughs) Braves will be sound down. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 888-933-93. Also, uh, we still have the the Battle of Baltimore. Uh, President Trump called Elijah Cummings a racist, (laughs) which I think he probably is. I mean, does he seem like he enjoys white them. people? No. <laughs> no, he doesn't seem like it. Uh, but, you know, because Trump said that a black person was racist, that is just, uh, <sighs> you can't do that. In the latest shot at lawmakers of color, according to the AP, Trump said this, his weekend comments referring to Elijah Cummings, majority black Baltimore district, as a disgusting rotten rodent infested mess where no human being would want to live, we're not racist. Instead, he said, if racist Elijah Cummings would focus more of his energy on helping the good people of his district and Baltimore itself 
perhaps progress could be made in fixing the mess. His radical oversight is a joke. All of that is true. It's all true. Uh, But as the article continues, after a weekend of attacks on Cummings, what about the months of attacks from Cummings to Trump? Doesn't matter. None of that matters. The son of the, oh, every time, every time the article, there's an article about him, every time, (laughs) the son of former sharecroppers. Here we go. Oh, well then, he can't be racist, he's got to be wonderful. Who rose to become the powerful chairman of the House Oversight and Reform Committee. Trump expanded his attacks Monday to include a prominent Cummings defender, the Reverend can we stop calling him that? Oh, my goodness, The please. Reverend Al Sharpton. Can we stop calling him that? Show me where his church is. Show me where Al Sharpton preaches every weekend. <laughs> stop it. By the way, um, when you refer to me uh, going forward, could you please uh, refer to me as the son of a civil engineer? I'd appreciate that. A road designer? That's how That's how I want. Does that... Only if you refer to me as the son of a... Uh, Mountain Bell assistant foreman, I think is what my like dad that. was. Yeah. I like yeah. doesn't exactly mm-hmm. flow off the tongue. No, I mean, it really doesn't. But we'll, we'll figure <laughs> how to work that in. It doesn't. Okay. But Trump uh, tweeted, Al is a con man, a troublemaker, always looking for a score, uh, hates whites and cops. Okay. Is that outrageous? Is that too much of a stretch? We know he's got a thing for cops. Uh... And every time there's a white situation, he takes the other side. I mean, we know that. He tweeted, I've known Al for 25 years. Went to fights with him and Don King. Mm. Always got along well. He loved Trump. (laughs) (laughs) I love it when he refers to himself in third person like that. (laughs) He would ask me for favors often. Al is a con man, a troublemaker, always looking for a score. Just doing his thing. Must have intimidated Comcast, NBC, hates whites and cops. Uh, Then Al tweets, Trump says I'm a troublemaker and a con man. I do make trouble for bigots. Jeez. If he really thought I was a con man, he would want me in his cabinet. Oh, good one, Al. (laughs) Good one. (laughs) Wow, that's a burn right there. Sure is. That's... Cause see, That's Twitter gold. He just has gone man in his administration. Uh, so then Trump shifted his focus back to Baltimore, claiming that billions of dollars have been dumped, pumped into the city. The money was stolen or wasted. Ask Elijah Cummings where it went. He should investigate himself with his oversight committee. Why not? Earlier Monday, Trump convened a group of wonderful inner-city pastors for an unannounced closed-door meeting to discuss the issues facing the black community Monday. So then he's, he's actually trying to do something for those communities. Hmm. Unlike uh, Elijah Cummings, what, the, what is he doing for his community? Nothing. What is he, he's yelling about the southern border, which he has nothing to do with and probably hasn't even visited This country needs healing. There's so much division in America along racial lines, according to Bill Owens, president of the Coalition of African-American Pastors, who said uh, about 20 pastors had met with the president. He wanted to know from us, what should he do in America? What best can he do? 
It was not, and Owen said it was not damage control. He just he was really curious. I think that's great. Thank you for being honest about the president for a change. Asked by a reporter whether he thought Trump was racist, Owen said he found that hard to believe. Uh, but the president could do more to address racism in the country, absolutely. Well, I mean, you can always do more. We need to have that conversation about race. <laughs> finally, we need to finally talk about race in yeah. this country. Because when's that ever happened? <laughs> I mean, it's not like we... It's not know. like we do it every single day, all day long. <laughs> God, Wait, yes, it is. Yes, it is like that. But that's not enough. All right. You know, in America, 50 million of us uh, are in pain and... About well, actually, that's the number who miss work due to pain. That's pretty serious. When you're in such pain that you can't even do your work, um, there are, you know, then we spend two thousand dollars a year on average trying to combat that pain, and then about two thirds of us just decide, okay, I'm just going to have to live with it. It doesn't have to be that way. Try Relief Factor. This is what uh, got rid of Keith's weird leg pain. Mm -hmm. We don't know from whence it came. A demon. Crawled up in my shin. Okay. Caused some problems until I discovered Relief wow. Factor. Thank you very much. And it works because it works against inflammation. There's a three-week quick start, just $19.95. Try it. 70% of those who do order more, meaning it worked. If you want a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain and get your life back, it's relieffactor.com. Pat Gray, Unleashed. Tweets at Pat Unleashed from mostly vegetarian Caleb. Another reason for Pat to hate Beto. Well, I don't hate. I just dislike him with all the intensity of a billion white hot burning suns. Boy, his dog hates him. Any photo that they're in together, that dog looks like a captive, a hostage. But here's the reason. Uh, he cooks and eats vegetables and likes it. <laughs> you know? uh, from blah, blah, blah. If you go to an average college campus, you'll see they are Always building, renovating, and expanding, putting their overpriced tuition to work. Yeah, I've noticed that. Mm -hmm. Kool-Aid with a bigger TV than the other guy? All right. They need to change the name of the Dem socialist debates to The Last Idiot Standing. <laughs> uh, Timothy Gilmer tweets, I was going to watch the debate tonight. Well, no, that's a lie. I was going to listen to you guys talking about watching the debate tomorrow morning. Thank you. And yeah, you're, you're welcome. welcome. Yep. <laughs> we do that so you don't have to. Uh, and it's barely tolerable. It's actually not tolerable. I was going to say. We're just incredible human beings. No, barely. Oh, there you go. Yes. High, high threshold yes. of uh, agonizing rhetoric. <laughs> Be able to stand that. Oh, I, I just, I am not looking forward to it. Um, Joe, uh, John Radcliffe is now being attacked by the left, by the MB MSNBC hosts, by everybody on the left. Uh, Morning Joe called him a fascist clown. Wow. Anybody who, uh, I guess, defends the president, uh, supports the president, is, of course, has to be a fascist and a, and a racist. Uh, but here's all that nonsense. Um, the Mueller report, it's really going to be difficult for the Democrats or anyone to rely upon the findings of a report when they just listen uh, to the man whose name was on top of it not have a command of what was even in it. Well, you know, what a clown show uh, for a guy like that to be attacking 
a Marine hero, uh, a guy that changed the FBI. He doesn't know what Robert Mueller did or didn't do. Uh, maybe, maybe he didn't give a type of performance that Radcliffe gave, uh, screaming and humiliating himself. Uh, and by the way, Mika, Radcliffe was the guy who um, I think spurred a discussion here where I asked the question, if Republicans are really, I, I, I hate to even call him that, a Trumpist, a Trump sycophant, is going to call every Democrat a socialist? Can Democrats call Radcliffe a fascist? Because it seems fair to me that if they're going to mislabel Democrats who are not socialist socialists, then Democrats should just start calling Radcliffe a fascist and call him a fascist throughout this like that entire hasn't process. Happened? Call him a fascist for the rest uh, of his career until this fascist apologizes to capitalists who are Democrats who he has mislabeled. Oh, but that's a Republican. Every, that's a conservative. Don't, don't forget, Joe Scarborough right. from the Morning Cup of Postum with his main squeeze. <laughs> that, that guy on MSNBC is a big-time Republican conservative. Uh-huh. And, and he, using the fascist baloney, um, fascism is not a factor of people on the right. Fascism is uh, big government, oppressive government, a lot of government, which is a left-wing ideology. Not right. It is not a right-wing uh, situation. He's pathetic, but he's, you know, so in the tank for the left now. And, you know, how dare you say anything about Mueller? That Mueller is their hero. Oh, my goodness, especially for Joe. Uh, look Ooh. at this. Take a look at this. I guess they're at home. <laughs> this is a few months ago. Mika. Mika was video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. This is just hanging up stuff. some new artwork in the house there. Look, he's in his PJs. Look at Joe, man, mm-hmm. barefoot. Oh, he's shining up a good photograph here. He's going to hang this with his family photos on the Can't wall. Can't see who house. it is yet. Who is it? What's he got uh, there? He's in the way, but oh, come on. in a second, he's Move, gonna... Joe. We got to see this, buddy. Come on. Here we go. All right. He's happy. And it's Robert Mueller. Are you for real, dude? That is just stupid. That is asinine. <laughs> oh, wow. That's really, really compelling, Joe. So, how much did you spend at Hobby Lobby for that 10-second shot? Oh, my goodness. Ridiculous. Yeah, so they put up a, a a portrait, a picture, uh, hanging it proudly in their home of Robert Mueller. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Because he was going to be the oh, guy that man. took down Donald Trump. Boy, yeah. That, uh, that yeah. backfired last week. That Didn't was... work out last week. And, you know, it wasn't even working out that well back in 2013 when he was the FBI director. <laughs> and they were, they were interviewing him about the IRS scandal. Yeah. Jim Jordan. Okay, so they were supposed to be investigating the IRS being... Uh, targeting Tea Party groups. Yes. Being biased and targeting right-wing groups, which they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here's what Mueller had to say at the, at the hearing. Based on everything I've seen, quoting Mr. Cummings, the case is solved. This is regarding the IRS which, scandal. Which case? The IRS scandal. The IRS case? Yeah. You know, the IRS case is uh, currently under investigation, and uh, basically it's just started. Yeah. What can you tell us? I mean, you started a month ago. What can you What can you tell us about this? Have you found uh, any any Have you found the now infamous two rogue agents? Have you discovered who those people are? Uh, I, I needless to say, because it's under investigation, I can't give out anything. Can you tell Can you tell me some bases? Can you tell me how many agents, investigators you've assigned to the case? Uh, may be able to do that, but I'd have to get back to you. Can you tell me who the lead investigator is? <laughs> 
Off the top of my head, no. <laughs> what? It's the most important issue in front of the country the last six weeks. You don't know who's heading up the case, who the lead investigator is? Uh, at this juncture, no, I do not know who the Can you get that information to us? We'd like to know. We'd like to know wow. how many people you've assigned to look into this situation. Uh, I have not had a recent briefing on it. I had a briefing on it when we first initiated it, but I have not had a recent briefing as to where we are. So you don't know who's leading the case? I do not know who is the lead agent. Do you know if you've talked to wow. any of the victims? Have you talked to any of Jeez. the groups who were targeted by their government? Have you met with any of the Tea Party folks since May 14, 2013? I don't know what the status of the interviews are by uh, the team that's on it. Would you expect that that's been done? Uh, there, uh, uh, hello? Uh, I, 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 certainly at some point in time, and of course the investigation will be done, but generally at the outside of the investigation you get the documents so that you can have mm -hmm. a real... But don't you normally talk to the I victim? do not know specifically what is In your extensive in record and, and history and investigative work, don't you typically talk to the victim? It's a criminal investigation. Don't you typically talk to the victim pretty <laughs> soon? That's where it will happen. So did, did the FBI contact any of these same victims? Were they contacted by the FBI prior to the investigation when these same groups were applying for tax-exempt status did the fbi pay some of these individuals a visit i do not know pardon i do not know you don't know i do not know some of them <clears throat> testified that they were paid a visit by the fbi specifically Catherine wow. Engelbrecht in, in texas said she was visited by the fbi she was head of true the vote <clears throat> is that true or not do not know that's Amazing. That was the big hope of the Democrats. Now, granted, he was investigating, you know, abuses under a Democrat president. Maybe that's why he didn't know anything. But he's he was the head of the FBI. How do you not know who the lead investigator is? How do you not know at least that? Didn't you have anything to do with appointing the lead investigator into, as Jim Jordan mentioned, the most <clears throat> important case to the country at that particular moment? You had nothing to do with looking into that? He <clears throat> is wow. just not, he's out to lunch. He's not good <clears throat> at what he wow. does. And, you know, I, I, I know people say he was a war hero. Okay, great. But, um, you know, the work he's done lately doesn't seem to be great. So, uh, I mean, the war hero stuff, kind of meaningless is... While we're talking about these other issues that he knows nothing about and he can't answer to, seems impossible to me. I wow, that's crazy stuff. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. If you're sick and tired of big companies giving tens of millions of dollars to organizations that um, you don't agree with like Planned Parenthood? Well, if, if you're using Verizon and, and or, or AT&T, um, they're taking your, the proceeds they get from your phone bill, and they are pumping tens of millions of dollars into progressive causes. Uh, they promote illegal immigration, gun control, and yes, abortion. But there is a way that you can support organizations in which you believe. It's by switching to Patriot Mobile. Now, I know switching sounds like, ah, it's just not worth the hassle. It really is. Because, first of all, switching is easy. They, they take all the hassle out of it for you. Just go to PatriotMobile.com, select your plan, and get a free month of service when you use the offer code Come on over. All one word. Unlimited plans starting as low as $25 a month. You get the same crystal clear nationwide service. 
but a portion of your bill goes to candidates and causes you believe in instead of supporting all this progressive stuff. You do have a choice. You can make the switch today. PatriotMobile.com. Promo code. Come on over. Pat Gray. Unleashed. So another big uh, plagiarism case has been decided. This time, Katy Perry's uh, song from 2013, Dark Horse. They claim that uh, it was copied in part from a song called Joyful Noise by Christian rap artist Flame. Mm -hmm. Doesn't say how much money uh, they're going to extract, but I I would imagine this will be probably appealed. Um, But Dark Horse... Wasn't that was that number one song? When all the I think it was her ninth number one song in the U.S. So that's going to cost her some money, mm. if indeed she did. Uh, and I don't think she even wrote it. Well, she co-wrote it along with like eight other people. So they're all going to you know split the cash they made from it. Wow! But this is I don't know. You tell me. This is Dark Horse from Katy Perry. This is Joyful Noise. I don't know. That's, that's a Christian rapper? Uh, <laughs> yeah, did we did we dump that? Because I think there was a word that I missed when I put that in. Yeah, I don't even think that that wow. was similar at all. It didn't sound like it at all. Not, not the same song whatsoever. Plus, uh, Christian rap artist Flame using the F word in the song? Mm-hmm. Yikes! Jeez, I could have swore this was uh, filed before. That it was what? I could have swore this uh, copyright claim was filed before. Well, when yeah, the song they, first they, came out. Yeah, it was, uh, but it was just decided. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, they just yeah, won. It's the uh, it's the um, like <clears throat> high pitch uh, synth noise in the background. You could definitely tell. What? Okay, just that beginning weird sound that both songs make. Oh, that yeah, ding, ding, like Katy Perry slowed it down, and in Flames, it's just really uh, high and high mm. pitched up and faster. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that's that's the only part of the song that they claim was copied or plagiarized. That no, that's the only part that I can uh, notice. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yes, they they both do have that sound in it, uh, but. If that's the issue, come on. That's ridiculous. Um, but she's going to lose some money uh, from this, it looks like. Uh, it's amazing because a lot, of these, a lot of these kinds of lawsuits used to be thrown out. And now they're all being won. And it kind of all started with that song by... Uh, uh, what's his face? Uh. And- Mm. Who was being sued? Who was being sued? I'm trying to think. No? Okay. Uh, okay. It was that. Uh, it was the happy song. Oh, oh Pharrell, uh, Pharrell Williams. Yes. And who sang the song? It was you know his dad was on a sitcom back in the 80s. Oh, I, I don't remember. I can't. Yeah, it's Pharrell. Anyway, Pharrell was it Williams? Is that what his name is? 
Yeah, Williams. Come yeah, on. Robin Thicke. Robin Thicke. Thank you. Yes, Robin. Alan Thicke is his dad. <laughs> Robin Thicke did the song. Oh, Blurred Lines. Blurred Lines. <laughs> yes, and that was copied directly from Marvin Gaye's song. Uh, and that one, I mean, is was clear as a bell that they completely ripped that off. And the jury awarded, I think, $8 million. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, a lot of experts said they weren't similar. I mean, people who know a lot more about music than I do said, no, nah, the, the structure's different. Hmm. It's, it's just different. And, and so it's not the same song. They didn't plagiarize it. And they lost anyway. And so that kind of set the stage for all of these other plagiarism suits. Yeah. Of course, I think the biggest injustice, and you will agree with me, is when Better Than Ezra was ripped off by a band called, um, uh, let's see, the song was Counterfeiter Moon, ironically enough. You know this, Better Than Ezra being ripped off and not mm-hmm. even taking it to court. Mm-hmm. 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 Tears for Fears, of course, mm-hmm. ripped off The Laws, There She Goes. These are things that should oh, be in court. tears for fears. This should be in what Keith about, Court. Uh, the song they ripped the Beatles off, it was... Uh, Ripping the Beatles off. In fact, there was a there was a parody song we did on it. Seeds of sowing the seeds. Yeah, of sowing love. the seeds of love. That was such a Beatles ripoff. Uh, so, and I don't think they even got sued by the Beatles uh, at the time. Oh, I'm posting these on Twitter because they are similar. After the show today, go and listen to to what I'm referring to, and you cast your vote. This will be fun. On Better Than Ezra? Well, yeah, I'll, I'll post the Better Than Ezra song that, that was ripped off from them, and I will post mm-hmm. the Laws song and the uh, Tears for Fears song that, that ripped them off. All right. Um, these are very egregious, and I think uh, when I play, for, play them for you off air, you'll be like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Keith Court, you're right. <laughs> Hashtag Keith, Keith Court. Court. Okay. <laughs> uh, you, should inc- you should include the, the, uh, all the Ed Sheeran songs <laughs> that people claim have been plagiarized, too. He's uh-huh. supposedly plagiarized quite a few. And, uh, and while we're at it, uh-huh. as a hat tip to the movie yesterday. Yes. Can we go ahead and just put Oasis Beatles? <laughs> uh, such You'll a understand movie. that if yeah, you... Yeah, go watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, watch that movie yesterday. It's really good. Uh, 888-900-3393. Also add Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Um, there's a, an interesting story about... Ben uh, Farina and Sarah Kaplan, who are a pair of parents in Berkeley, California, and they've revealed now that their children, who are 11 and 7, came out as transgender when they were just 8 years old and 5 years old. Because they, you know, of course they know exactly uh, what they should be and you where just know. Going. You just know. You just know. <clears throat> At that age, you got to trust it, right? You just have to say, okay. Uh, <laughs> the couple's children, James and Olivia, insisted that they were born in the wrong bodies at very young ages. <clears throat> James is 11 now, was born a biological girl, transitioned at the age of eight. Olivia, the seven-year-old, who was born a biological boy, is now a girl. So they just switched. They both switched and transitioned at the, she transi- transitioned at the age of five. At the age of five. Five sounds about right for the age yeah when you just right, know because you just you <laughs> just know instinctively know. <laughs> pretty I much, was supposed to be a chick. Pretty much every important decision in your life can be made by the age of five. Am I right? 
I every, mean, we all understand hold on, that. Hold on. Every important decision, except for whether or not you're going to wear a helmet when you ride your bike around the block. Well, except for that one. Obviously. I mean, that's the one we can't be obviously giving over to kids to decide no. on their own, but their no. sexuality, absolutely. Yes. Not their sexuality. Oh, I'm sorry. Their gender. 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 My bad. Don't my, confuse my gender gen- with sex. Oh, my gosh. Don't do it. You're right. I, I'm so ashamed of my uh, faux pas. Um, I mean, this is amazing. So, if you believe in God... And your children tell you they were born in the wrong bodies. Doesn't that mean that God made a mistake? And you're just like, yeah, okay, yeah, he made a mistake. So go ahead, let's let's start that switch right now. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. And they say they're sharing their unconventional family story with the hopes of inspiring others around the world. You know, specifically transgender children mm-hmm. in their families. Mm-hmm. So let's do this a bunch of times all over the world. Yeah. Just this is a perfect example of what you should be doing as a parent allowing your five-year-old to change their gender makes perfect sense yeah but put your bike helmet on baby brilliant come on wow what what a world uh triple eight and at pat unleashed on twitter more coming up This is Pat Gray Unleashed. By the way, we're talking about that Katy Perry plagiarism case where she lost to a band called Flame or a guy called Flame. I Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not familiar with the Christian rapper. Wait, Mr. Rap's not familiar with Flame? No, I'm sorry. I'm not into the Christian rap scene. I just like the hardcore rap. Gotcha. (laughs) All right. Gotcha. So, yeah. Uh, But... The point was that we we played them side by side, and it sounded like a bad word was said during the mm. Christian rap song. It wasn't. Uh, it was just our dirty minds. Yeah, I guess so. the The lyric was, "But all I really wanted was the one who really won it, fought death, beat it, gave his life to the public. I love it." So he didn't he didn't say the f word. Okay. Well, he did say an f word, but it happened to be <laughs> fought. Thank you. <laughs> so we didn't have to panic, uh-huh. uh, but we did nonetheless. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. And it Pat unleashed on Twitter. Chapman Farms eleven tweets. Calling Al Sharpton a reverend is like calling Jeffrey Dahmer a chef. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> For mostly vegetarian Caleb, uh, Al Sharpton is as much a reverend as Glenn Beck is a colonel. <laughs> I'd say Glenn's more of a colonel, more of a colonel. than Al is <laughs> uh, a reverend. From Atticus, in fairness, I do think he's an incredible human because he's somehow going to watch the debate and baseball at the same time with picture-in-picture on his tiny little television. Pretty good Uh, point. So much for... Yeah, so much for saying thank you. I thought it was a compliment coming down the pipe. Turned out, no, just a slam on your teeny little TV. All right. Thanks (laughs) for that. I'm sure they're happy to do that for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, 888 Speaking of music... Um, kind of interested in this list I found on uh, icepop.com. It is uh, the top one-hit wonder songs oh. of the 1970s. Oh, you had me. You had me. Then you lost me. How, how, it's the best oh. music decade oh. in the history of this planet. Are we talking Are we about we the talking 90s about? all of a sudden? No. no oh, geez, okay. the 90s were... <laughs> 
atrocious music oh, in the 90s. Oh, oh. The 90s might be the worst oh. music decade. Are you alive today? They might be the worst. Are you breathing and today? keep in mind, I was a music DJ in the 90s. Uh-huh. I played all of it. Okay. It was garbage. Oh. oh. Garbage. <laughs> For two decades, we endured mostly garbage. 80s and 90s. Oh, agonizing. Uh, but these 70, 70s uh, one-hit wonders, tell me you don't like uh, this at number one. Okay. Wild go. Cherry, play that funky music. You're telling me you don't like that song? I do like that. One of the great songs. But you're also the guy who says classic rock is the greatest genre of music, well, which of that is not. Is. Of course it is. That's not, okay. Of course it is. Uh, number two is not a good one for my money. Kung Fu Fighting by Carl Douglas. That's fun. I could easily live without that. Um, In the Summertime by Mungo Jerry. No. Ick. I'm with you. Hey, we're together on that one. It's not. Ring my bell. Another. No, thank you. I'm not into the. Disco thing oh, my from goodness. the 70s. You know what? There uh, was some unfortunate music in me, the best decade me, of all. Let me tell you a quick story about Ring My Bell. Carrie uh-huh. and I were coming back from the um, Glenn Beck Christmas party when you're waiting for a bus out of Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And there was a uh, quite inebriated young woman who was singing that on repeat over and over and over again as we stood there waiting for the bus. And that hmm. song has, I already disliked it. Now it's ugh, nails on a chalkboard. Brings back a really pleasant memory, though, for you. <laughs> That's what it is. Pleasant. Uh, Got to Be Real by Cheryl Lynn is another terrible song. So, okay, I may be amending my uh, my 70s best music decade of all time, just <laughs> ever so slightly. Okay. Then we get to number six, Sugar Hill Gang, Rapper's Delight. That's what started it all. That's the grandfather of all rap. As far as, uh, as, far as I know, that is the first rap song of all time. Yeah, I think it's credited. Is that? Yeah, yeah. I think it is. Um <clears throat> Wham bam, right, ho Sarah? jam. Isn't that right? Holiday Hill Inn. First if one. your girlfriend diss you, then you take her friend. Brilliant lyrics. Brilliant. Who can argue with it? No one. You just you can't. <laughs> oh, At so. number seven, Afternoon Delight by Starland Vocal Band. Okay. No. That's a fun song. I like no. that. Yeah. That's a good that's a good one, hit wonder. Uh at number eight, Venus by Shocking Blue. The only way you probably know that song now is from the uh, uh women's shave. Gel song uh, <laughs> commercial. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, who is that though? Who is it? Shocking uh, Blue. Is that what you said? Yeah, Shocking yeah, Blue. Okay. Venus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and number nine, All Right Now by Free. That's a great song. That is a killer song. And they broke up too quickly to have any others. Um, Ooh, Child by the Five Stair Steps, a song that was used in um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I like it. Got popularized all over again. Uh, Magic by Pilot, one of the great songs of all time. You know that one, don't you? How's it go? Whoa, ho, ho, it's magic. Yeah. You, you know. know. Great song. Really. Uh, even my kids love that song. Love Hurts by Nazareth. Yeah, pre- pretty good song. Uh, yeah, give that number 12. Turn the Beat Around by Vicki Sue Robinson. No, thank you. Pass. Just, uh, no, no, thank you. Uh, Spirit in the Sky by Norman Greenbaum. Excellent song. Not one of my favorites. I don't favorites. think you like it, yeah. No. Uh, Feelings by Morris Albert. It's one of the terrible. Oh, it's But it's it's terrible in a fun way. I guess. Any song that has whoa, whoa, whoa in it as its main I, staple of lyric. I didn't know Morris Albert was from Brazil. I I had no idea. That's uh, 
Then you got Born to be Alive, another disco song by Patrick Hernandez. You just got to take these disco songs completely out of the list. Number 17 should be number one. My Sharona by The Knack. You like My Sharona? Yeah, it's good. That's a great Mm -hmm. song. Um, Now they say the top song of 1979 was an easy number one, and they had another single lined up called Good Girls Don't. Yeah, and that was, I don't know, I think it hit the top 40, but didn't go much further. Mm. Uh, But then came the backlash. The Knack had some serious haters who quelled uh, their triumph. I don't know why this was either. They were they were accused of being Beatles ripoffs. They sounded nothing like the Beatles. Mm. My Sharona doesn't bear any resemblance to anything. No, the Beatles did. No, nothing. What in the world? Very yeah. weird. Who said? Who complained about that? Uh, Just in know, general, like music. Like that people. was a popular opinion. Yeah. Uh huh. At the time, and that's I think dumb. that's what killed him. Uh, and people thought the song was creepy. <laughs> And referring to underage girls, it had nothing... Well, okay, my Sharona was about Sharona. Um, I forget her last name. But she was 17, and he was 25. So, hmm. I guess, sort of, technically, it was about an underage girl. San Francisco artist Hugh Brown launched a Nuke the Knack campaign, and the band <laughs> was consigned to one-hit wonder status. That's okay. That's really too bad. It was a talented... Really good band. I, I liked the knack. Uh, Seasons in the Sun by Terry Jacks. <laughs> I like the death songs of the 70s. <laughs> we had joy. We had fun. We had Seasons in the Sun. But the wine and the song, like the seasons, have all gone. Uh, video Killed the Radio Star by The Buggles. I like it. Yeah? See, yeah. you like the 70s. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, but I like the 90s like. much, much, much more. This one is not good. Me and Mrs. Jones by Billy Paul. I hate How's that go again? Me and Mrs. Mrs. Jones. Mrs. Jones. No, I mean, there's They're a nasty. It's I think you can agree with me. Mr. Jones from the 90s and the Counting Crows. Oh, yeah, I like that Much song. better than that one. Yes. Okay. Uh, then we've got another bet. You know, you might be right. I'm coming and leaning your way right oh, now, Keith. Oh, oh, you light up my life by Debbie Boone. Ugh. Oh, that was tragically bad. Pat Boone's daughter had that one massive hit. I think it was number one for like, I don't know, 320 weeks or something. Hmm. I love the nightlife. Jeez, oh, they've got a lot of disco gross. songs on this list. Oh, Terrible. Do you, like, do you like to boogie? <laughs> no, I don't Ugh, like to boogie. So bad. Steelers Will, Stuck in the middle, middle with You, really good song. Yeah, that's good. Jerry Rafferty's mm-hmm. band. American Pie by Don McLean. Just one of the all-time classics. It just doesn't get much better than that. I'm not a Harry mm-hmm. Chapin fan, so I'm not, I don't really like Cats in the Cradle and the Silver Spoon. The Little Boy the Blue, Blue and, and the Man on the moon. moon. When you're coming home, I don't son, I when. don't know when. So stop bugging me. Will they get together then? Okay. And then you know what happened? The kid grew up just like him. Oh. That's what he wanted to do. Like father, like son. Yeah, and he ignored his kid. Oh, too. boy. Yeah, better protect really my son and mm-hmm. keep him indoors else he's going to injure himself. If it's like, At number 26, like can you call the Charlie Daniels band a one-hit wonder? The devil went down to Georgia. I guess so. It's a great song. I mean, I don't like country music. I don't either. And the only things that I like that come remotely close to that sphere uh, is <laughs> Devil Went Down to Georgia and Garth Brooks' Greatest Hits. <laughs> Garth Brooks' Greatest Hits? Yeah. That's that album. That's pretty country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got country. friends in lone places. <laughs> Thank you for that. Appreciate it. Uh, and number twenty-seven, Minnie Ripperton, loving you. 
which strangely I like. Nobody else does. That's one of the first things I learned about you. Yeah. Uh, in Houston. That I love many. You, you love that song. Yeah. You sing it often. <laughs> and you hit those high notes. Uh-huh. And it was a uh-huh. good time every day. Good times. <laughs> Baker Street by Jerry Rafferty. Jerry Rafferty's not a one-hit wonder. He had a couple of hits. Yeah. So that's not even accurate. But that's a good song. Do you like Baker Street by Jerry Rafferty? You uh, probably don't know it. Yeah, I think I know it. Hooked um, on a Feeling by Blue Suede. And number 29. Uh, 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 mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooga chaka, ooga, ooga. That's also in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Good too. Oh, yeah. That's, that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, That's I like right. It. Mm-hmm. And then a song I don't even know, Supplan Pour Moi by Plastic Bertrand. Oh, I'd give I, it a I try. I don't know that song. Mm-hmm. It's like the Beach Boys turned nasty, according to the article. <laughs> it's been sung in concert by groups as giant as U2 and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Huh. It's appeared in films from Eurotrip to The Wolf of Wall Street. Wow. Hmm. I'm not familiar with the U2 version of it. Chances are you know this ridiculously energetic song without even realizing it. Oh, okay. Well, maybe. Maybe, but uh, hmm. Frenchy songs I try to stay away from. So <laughs> Frenchy songs, <laughs> I like it. Uh, uh, just uh, yeah, not a big fan of French songs or or the seventies in general. Apparently, <clears throat> <laughs> no, I only liked about half of those, maybe less. Okay, well, maybe less. I will <laughs> I will make a mixtape for you. Will you? There's a nineties reference. I'm gonna make a mixtape. Mm-hmm. Of my uh, 10 favorite songs from the 90s, which I cannot find. We did that on Twitter recently. I forgot uh, who started the discussion. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to make a little uh, mm-hmm. list for you. And you're going to listen to it on your you Spotify, right? Oh, am I? And you're going to report back to see if you mm-hmm. liked those songs that I sent you from the 90s more than that mm. crappy list you mm-hmm. just read. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can think of a couple songs from the 90s, like Black Hole Sun. Not on my list. Great song. Great song. Uh, 888-900-3393 and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, let me tell you about Reduzone. If you've been, you know, battling, going up and down with your weight and as soon as you lose the weight, you go back to eating the way you did and you gain it right back. Well, there's something that can help you out called Reduzone. And it can help because it helps send a signal to your brain from your stomach to your brain that you're full. And it's, uh, it's all natural. It also speeds up your metabolism so that you burn fat quicker. It's also not a stimulant. There's no caffeine in it at all. It contains OEA, and that's it. Go to RidUZone.com. That's R-I-D-U-Zone.com. Right now, they're so confident that this can help you. You can get a 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll save 30, 30% uh, when you order a three-month supply at RidUZone.com. It's Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blakes. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You know the good thing is um, there's no bias in the media or or in Hollywood at all, uh, and it's it's really well presented on on a show that's on TNT right now called Claws. Oh, like goodness, claws that. Uh, like an animal would have you'd have mm-hmm. claws, not yeah. Santa Claus. Yeah. Uh, anyway, apparently um, there's a couple of scenes where they show what really is going on in the world today. There you go. You know, 
with this all this uh, Trump stuff and the and the MAGA hats and who those people really torches are. torches. And- Here's a look at them outside the outside a pharmacy here. It's being overrun by criminals. Oh no. Rapists and drug dealers. This strip mall is a perfect example. Yeah! Yeah, this used to be a pharmacy where my granddaddy would take us for ice cream sundays after church. And there used to be a carousel here in the parking lot where we could ride horses in peace. And now look around. There's used needles and happy hair weeds. Uh-oh, here we go. Confrontation time. You no, know, I... Oh, wow. I always pictured this great country oh. as a place where we could come together and celebrate our differences. Black, white, brown. Oh, okay. Smoking just like the radical left. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get it. Come on. <laughs> They're wearing MAGA hats, carrying torches. Wow, yeah. we see. All right, everybody. This man. Oh. Oh. Hey, the cops are out. Brother, how you doing? Oh, oh. The, co- the cop, the cop is- who makes everybody disband, uh, gets the head racist, get, gives him a, a ride home. Aww. Isn't that? Yeah, because the cops are in on it, too. The cops are terrible. Jeez. The fat white people are terrible. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. The MAGA hat wearing people are terrible racists because... This is what's going on all over the country oh, that's right Main now. Street, USA. You just throw a dart at a map and that's yeah, and happening. It's happening. Mm-hmm. There's huge mobs of mega wearing <laughs> fat guys with clubs uh, just trying to club people that disagree with them. Wow, is that terrible stuff. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. That's TNT. Oh, I see, geez. You want see this other scene? They have the, uh, <laughs> the new KKK dress code. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. You know what? What? You might be interested in uh, joining an organization that my great, great granddaddy founded. Tell me more, Chad. (laughs) There's a new dress code. No hoods anymore. Just red hats. Chad, red is my color. (laughs) (laughs) Red's my color. Oh, man, that conversation has happened a million times in this country. Again, dark. Hasn't it? Map. Yep. yep. Conversations happen. Especially if you're in the South, because if you have an accent, well, then you're a racist pig yeah. for sure. <laughs> hey, Pat, guess what, Pat? What? What, King? Red is my color. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on. I heard that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll drink to that. Yep. Hey, where's the spittoon? I need to spit some char out of my mouth. <laughs> uh, right on to some uh, colored folk. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> that is just horrible. The worst. And 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 never mind the script oh, and what they're trying geez. to say about America. Right. That acting is horrible, man. That is some bad stuff. It was an organization my great granddaddy founded. Yeah. The KKK. Okay, right. and now we don't wear hoods. We wear MAGA hats. Okay. Stop it. Isn't it fascinating, too, that it's the right that hasn't perpetrated any violence at all that, that I've seen? Thank you. Uh, other than Charlottesville. Okay. There was, a, there was a violent incident, of course, in Charlottesville. How many violent scenes have there been with Antifa all over the country? Mm-hmm. Again and again and again and again, over and over and over. That's never depicted in Hollywood. That's never talked about in, in uh, Hollywood or in real life with these left-wing lunatics. Wow. 
Jeez. I, I guess that's the one stereotype that's still perfectly fine. You can make Southerners into racists because uh, that's what they all are anyway. And even if they're not overtly racist, you know they're thinking racist thoughts. Of course. Really pathetic. Wow, that's bad. 888 900 uh, And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter where Rants Out Loud uh, tweets about the parents with the kids transitioning. Two yeah. of them. one eleven one seven. Mm-hmm. They've transitioned uh, years ago. Yeah, so they had a boy and a girl, and now the girl is a boy and a boy is a Yes, they're oh. each the opposite of what they were born. So ridiculous. At least their parents didn't have to go out and buy new clothes for the transitioning kids. <laughs> you just switch closets, I guess? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Okay. The Steve 42. I'm old enough to remember when that trans- transgender headline would read, couple arrested for child abuse. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're all old enough to remember that. Seriously, if you because... We're talking about five years ago, maybe. Ten years ago at the most. Mm-hmm. Proud Mr. Greybeard. Any other decade of music is better than the current. As proof, you just have to look to Cardi B. Done and done. <laughs> Stuff is so bad. That's, that's a really good point. Because yeah. the, the state of today's music is in shambles. And I think we can agree. 90s music better than anything since the 90s. Mm, yeah, I think probably. Yeah, although I haven't listened to that much since 2000, probably mm-hmm. when I got into talk radio. I just I got some stuff for you. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, want to. I know you'll want to hear my stuff, no, I, man. I don't want to hear. I, there, there are some sparkling really gems out there and <clears throat> diamonds in the rough. B. DeBodine tweets. I think Keith missed his calling. Even though he hates country music, <clears throat> he has the nasal sound for it. Just think he could be a country star and uh, still be agonized by his own work. <laughs> <laughs> Just think, so, just think, Keith. You could, you could do that, right? That'd be I, I, great. I would love to to go around just covering pop songs as a country <clears throat> uh, artist. That'd that be would, fun. Yeah, yeah, it would. It's it's like it, it, honestly, it's it's a it's a bar game. You know, you just you just randomly mm-hmm. draw a pop song mm-hmm. out of a hat, and, and then put a country twang you to make it. Make it into a country song. It's so easy. Anyone can do this. You do Dark Horse by Katy Perry? I don't know that song. Oh, okay. I mean, anything before really the year 2000 yeah. is in my wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of tuned out after that. <clears throat> uh, all right. 888-900-3393. All right. We have the Democrat debate uh, tonight. Yeah. Just as a tune-up for that, we got uh, Bernie Sanders for you on uh, high taxes. Here he is. Well, let's talk about one of those issues. Specifically, you and other 2020 Democrats are going to be debating on this. Just steps from where we are right now. Your Medicare for All plan will be front and center, no doubt. Senator Kamala Harris says she supports it and she will not raise taxes on middle class Americans to fund it. I want you to take a listen to what former Vice President Joe Biden had to say about that. Well, I find that people will say they're for Medicare for All, but they're not going to tax the middle class because we don't need to do that. Come on. Come on. What is this? This is a fantasy world here? Thank you. Do you agree with Vice President Biden that Jeez. Senator Harris? Well, is I think the first world? thing that we have to understand is under Medicare for all, similar Medicare to what Canada has, people are not going to pay any premiums. They're not going to pay any deductibles. They're not going to pay any co-payments. So if you call a premium a tax, we're getting rid of that. But I do believe don't call that in a progressive a way, people will have to pay taxes. The wealthy uh. will obviously pay the lion's share of those taxes. But at the end of the day, the vast majority of the American people will pay substantially less for the health care that they now receive. Yeah. 
uh, because we're going to do away with hundreds of billions of dollars of administrative waste. We're going to do away with the uh, incredible profiteering of the insurance companies and the, and the drug companies. Jeez. So people will be paying, in, in, mm-hmm. in some cases, more in taxes. But the overall, because they're not going to pay premiums, deductibles, mm-hmm. co-payments, they'll be paying less for their health care. So is Vice President Biden correct that anybody who says Medicare for all is going to happen, but we're not going to raise taxes on anybody yes. or on the middle class? No, I think it's a co- fantasy world. Well, obviously, yes. health care is not free. Right now, we pay through it through premiums and out-of-pocket expenses. What? How about that? In Canada, it's paid through, uh, Canada? Paid through taxes. We'll have to do that. Whoa. I'm sorry, where is Canada? Um, Canada. It's, uh, In Canada? It's off the oh. coast of Canada. Okay. Canada. <laughs> All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And in Canada, do they have to pay any taxes on their health care? No. Okay. No. Yeah, everything's free, right? But yeah, so he admitted that we're going to have to he raise did. taxes. That's, yes, he that's did. That's fascinating that he did that. How about that? And any, well, any I mean, time. it's ridiculous. Like Biden said, it's that's fantasy world. Storybook, man. Uh, we've got in realestateagentsitrust.com, a great network of 1,000 active agents with another 5,000 who are on a waiting list to join that network. These are agents who share Glenn's vision of how real estate should be done all over the country. So you don't have to be frustrated with an agent that doesn't return your phone calls, you never hear from, there's no real marketing plan other than, hey, let's have another open house, which you don't want to hear. And you don't, don't want to have to do it because they've got marketing plans. They've got a track record of success. They know how to do it. They know your market. And they'll help you price your home properly so that it sells fast and for the most money. Real Estate Agents I Trust. Go there now. We'll introduce you to the best agent in your area. If you're relocating, you need an agent at both ends, buying and selling and buying. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. What an agonizing night this is going to be with the Democrat debates uh, tonight and tomorrow night. Uh, double header. Tonight's stage is uh, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren are the two big ones. And then Pete Buttigieg and Beto O'Rourke. You got uh, Amy Klobuchar, Tim Ryan, Marianne Williamson, John Hickenlooper, John Delaney, and Steve Bullock. Hmm. That's the big lineup for tonight. Yeah. Um, no Tom Steyer either night. Good. Good. The hedge fund billionaire who made all his money in oil, and now he's a climate change warrior. Uh, huh. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. By the way, speaking of climate change, um, they're doing this debate tonight, and then is it September yeah, September 4th. They're doing a climate change... Town Hall on CNN. Town Hall. Ah, uh-huh. That's unfortunate timing because the meteor is supposed to hit on September 5th, so we actually will be subjected to this climate change town hall. For sure, yeah, because the, the asteroid won't be here yet. Dang darn dang it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, it, they're, you know, they're going to... They're going to tell us about the magnitude being unprecedented. The magnitude of the climate change that's going on right now. Uh, from eastern Siberia to Greenland to Alaska, wildfires are burning. It's not uncommon for these. I love this line. While it isn't uncommon for these areas to see wildfires. Whoa, yeah, because they do every year. Huh. There is cause for concern now. Oh, no. What's going on? 
assistant professor in uh, environmental geography at the London School of Economics, says the magnitude is unprecedented in the 16-year satellite record. Ooh, you go back all 16 years? <laughs> Wait a minute. Wow. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So their data wow. on this stops be- before music started sucking? Yes. Okay. Yeah. The fires appear to be further north than usual. Appear to be, and some appear to have ignited peat soil. Oh, no. Not oh, the- no. I hate it when the like, peat, peat moss goes. Uh-huh. It's terrible. That is horrific. Now I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is all part of the process, right? Fire happens, and it, <laughs> it, it's a natural occurrence. Occurring. Yeah, and it happens all the time. It happen. In fact, it happens every year someplace. Well, here's the thing, Pat. Mm-hmm. Records, you go way well, back. If you in the go records. back to ancient times, I mean, right. 16 years ago. Right. If you were to go back 17 years, this probably wasn't happening. We don't know. We didn't keep records. Yeah, you don't but know. It probably wasn't it's, happening 17 years ago. Talking dinosaurs were walking the earth 17 sure. years ago. What they're looking for in the satellite images, Smith says, are hot spots across a very large area that can indicate peat fires. (laughs) Peat fires, unlike regular forest fires, which last only an hour or so before moving on, last for days or months. The longevity of these fires is uh, because peat burns down into the soil. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Into the soil. And the reason that all of this is uh, concerning is because peat fires emit greenhouse gas. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What? Call the EPA. Let's I put know. some regulations on the peat grass. The fires are burning through long-term carbon stores like peat soil, emitting greenhouse gases, which will further exacerbate greenhouse warming. Oh, no. Climate change is making wildfires in the Arctic far more likely to occur. Oh, there it is. There you go. There's your... uh, Far more likely. Ubiquitous climate change drop. Now, will we ever check back on this prediction? No. No, we will not. And it won't happen, and nobody will mention it. So just forget about it right now. (laughs) You're not going to hear about it again. Because it's... Again, this stuff happens all the time. As he admitted... Yeah, it's not unusual for these hot fires, but, mm-hmm. but, what about the peat moss? Can we, the peat moss is burning now. Can we slap a carbon tax onto the peat soil for uh, releasing all of these long-term carbon stores that are emitting greenhouse gases? Yes. Uh, somebody named uh, Carl Norton on Twitter posted this. So I... I Got this on my car this morning, and it looks like we have less time to live, mm. folks. Sorry to break it to you. Oh, no. What's happening? Um, you flip the page, and then you see the warning. It's, it's, I'm afraid to. You're fl- okay. I'm oh, kind of no. scared. It's like the monster in the back of the book. Keep flipping. Scroll down. <laughs> Scroll down. I have no child, and I have one dog, and thank God he'll be dead in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Climate... Climate scientist Catherine Wilkinson, Ph.D., Geography and Environment, on her despair at the lack of action the world has taken Uh to address climate change, quoted from Mother Jones in the latest (laughs) issue. Well, if Catherine well, Wilkinson I know, is saying that, right? you know, then right? I'm scared out of my mind. I mean, and out she, of my mind. Right. And she says it's worse than you think. Right. We've got, uh, you know, Pete. global warming is accelerating. Mm hmm. Oh, there's, and there's, wow, links. there's a whole nother yeah, there's a whole nother fright to, to worry about. 
Global warming's accelerating. Arctic permafrost melts 70 years earlier than expected. And then she provides these uh, not-so-helpful um, links to articles that require you walk to your computer and type in correctly about 40 characters to make sure that you get the web address correct. She knows you can't <laughs> click the piece of paper that you hung on people's doors. And as people pointed out on Twitter, your patheads pointed out, um, think of the amount of ink, the mm-hmm. trees, and the energy used to print up all these flyers. Hashtag hypocrites. Ouch. Oh, we got some global warming going on in here. It's hot as a pig in this uh, yeah. this room right now. Yeah. I know that. Um, but also, she says, reusable grocery bags, recycling, composting, it's not enough. Not your, enough. your driving is killing us, and that's oh. why she left this on cars all over the place. Uh-huh. Because our driving <laughs> is killing us. That's great. Uh-huh. So, yeah, then we have uh, the Democrats... On set, September 4th, to look forward to, mm-hmm. as CNN hosts the Climate Crisis Town Hall. Yes! Popcorn night! Yay! <laughs> Yay! Mm. <laughs> Who are the Braves playing that night on September 4th? Did you also see there's this, um, is she Swedish? I think she's like Swedish. And she's going to uh, take a sail, but she's nine years old, I believe. And she's a climate activist in Europe. Oh, good. You're getting all the night little tweens a great all start excited to this story. about climate change. <laughs> and she's coming to the United States oh. to uh, increase awareness of climate change and how desperate it is. And it's killing us. Because she knows. She's nine. You know. Or 11 or something. Well, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, at age five, you can change your gender. We learned yeah. earlier in the program. Yeah, yeah. You don't get any smarter than when you're five to 11 years old. Yep. That's that's peak knowledge, age 11. Actually, in 2019, that's probably accurate. Well, it is. I mean, look at it was the kid who was nine years old who clued us into the fact that 500 million straws a day are going into uh, landfills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 500 million a day. I mean, the kids will lead the way. Pat. I, I mean, he did extensive research. He made three calls and then he knew it was 500 million a day. Okay. Yep. Anyway, she's going to sail over on a sailboat to America. She wants to do a low-carbon thing. At least she's doing that. Oh, yeah, okay. Anybody else? If it was Al Gore, he'd be riding in his private jet. Uh, but she's taking a sailboat to America, and she's going to the UN, and then she's going to some climate change thing uh, down in Peru or, I don't know, somewhere. And Good. So we're going to hear nothing but this for a couple of months now. Taking and a sailboat, though? It's going to be bad. He's not going to row <clears throat> over here? I no, mean, that would be. I wanted to row all the way over here. Um, There's not a lot of people who can row across the Atlantic. Um, but <laughs> there is a guy who has done it. On July 16th, 1969, as three astronauts boarded a Saturn V rocket at the Kennedy Space Center with the dream of landing on the moon, which, of course, they did. A small boat drifting 125, 120 miles off of Miami was being pelted with bananas and batteries. <clears throat> For John Fairfax, a lone person on board the vessel, the rain of provisions from a passing airplane marked day 177 of his wow. death-defying mission. This is cool, man. To do what no man had likely ever done before. We don't know of this ever happening. He rode across the Atlantic Ocean. This is one of those cool stories from history. It came out last week with the Apollo uh, 50th anniversary. I mean, that's really something. 
how do you take a how do you row clear across the three thousand mile expanse of the Atlantic? And then what about the storms? Yeah. I mean you get you get tropical storms, you get hurricanes, you get just really bad storms that could easily capsize and a rowboat. He, yeah, he had to deal <clears throat> with that. Uh yeah. I mean he got hit with storms, right? Mm-hmm. Bad. Big time. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why you do this kind of stuff. Well, because it's there. Uh because <laughs> Because nobody else has. You know what? Yeah, there's a reason nobody does that. It's stupid. You know what I'm doing today? Or what tomorrow? Are you doing? I'm going to do tomorrow. I'm going to park in the far lot. Mm-hmm. I'm going to walk in oh, the heat. Oh, my gosh. Don't do it. Keith. Should I? I'll have provisions. Really? Uh, I'll, I'll bring an extra you know, bottle of water just to you make it through. a spacesuit to protect you from right? the intense heat? Yeah. So I'm going to walk across <laughs> the asphalt in the middle of the day to oh, my car no. in the far lot. No. Because it's there. The asphalt gets melty that time of day. So melty. be careful. I will. Be careful. I'll plan ahead. So uh, the guy actually did make it, though. Yeah. Fairfax became the first solo oarsman in recorded history to cross an ocean. Oarsman. That's a good name for a minor league team that plays their games on the coast. Uh, That is crazy. Yeah, and and he got uh, acknowledged by the Apollo crew. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that was really cool. Oh, wow. Wow. And then, but see, here's the thing. He made it all the way across the Atlantic, got within a half mile of shore, and he asked a tugboat or a towboat or whatever going by, just to, take to, me in. To tow him in. Take me in. I can't. I'm done. <laughs> and they're like, the hell? <laughs> no. no. You've come this far. Dude, Let's, make it the last quarter mile. Scroll down to the next page. I mean, that's crazy. I, I'm just looking at oh, his, okay. his vehicle. Yeah, do we, we have had, the photo yeah, of this? Yeah, we do. Put the, look at this guy. Yeah, let's see the look boat. At look at here. This is the boat he went in. Look wow. at that. I mean, it's a, you know. Looks like a two-bedroom with an outside deck and everything. That's insane <laughs> wow that could easily tip over and uh yeah capsize <laughs> uh it, what did he say about the last half mile he had there's a quote in there i think uh i don't know one of those paragraphs. uh let's see uh fairfax okay so on his 180th day at sea mm. july 19th just a half mile <laughs> from florida's coast Fairfax hailed the charter boat Dragon Lady and asked to be towed in. The crew refused, <laughs> insisting he finished the half mile row to shore himself. I love it. They did him such a favor. Right. It's half a mile. You've gone 3,000 miles. Oh, I'm sorry. He rode an estimated 5,000 miles due to unfavorable winds. I would. 5,000 miles. And then the last half mile, <laughs> you want to be towed? It sounds like something I would do. Ugh, I'm done. I Whatever. couldn't. I couldn't uh, make it. I almost made it, but I couldn't. Uh, That's nuts. That's so great that the boat said no. That yeah. the guys that said uh, no. <laughs> uh, the crew. Uh, uh, he said my comment, the only printable one <laughs> that is, was reported the next day all over the ple- all over the press. Bloody stupid. <laughs> Bloody stupid. Eventually, I did row myself ashore, and that was the hardest, longest, most irritating half mile I had rowed in my life. That's awesome. Once on land, he requested a victory meal of a nice steak, bottle of scotch, and two aspirin. <laughs> and by the way, this is a great story. Wow. We'll tweet out uh, <clears throat> at Pat Unleashed on Twitter later. you got to see this. It's a great story. There's so much more to this. Love it. He rowed five thousand miles 180 days 
So what have you done today? So what is it's, <laughs> it's a six month journey across the ocean. Yeah, I'm definitely not doing that during football season. Wow, I'm not doing that during <laughs> any season. Right. I'm not rolling across my bathtub. No, I'm sorry, I can't do it. <laughs> are you? Uh-uh. Are you willing nope. to make a journey with me tomorrow? <laughs> Middle of the afternoon, walk across this parking lot. You want to park? Uh, nope. Not even going to do that? Oh, not even come that. on. We could go together. No. Like buddy system in case we get lost somewhere between here and the car. Let me think. Uh, nope. Okay. <laughs> we tell you about creditrepair.com. <laughs> a low credit score could keep you from getting a lot of things that you want, like, you know, a credit card, a car, a job, even a house. And, of course, that's not all. A low credit score means you pay higher interest rates than people with better scores. And you can probably least afford it, but that's what happens because that's the reality of where we are. But you don't have to keep getting denied for credit. You can kickstart the comeback of your credit today, creditrepair.com. This is not a debt consolidation service. They help you actually repair your credit and improve your score by removing negative items like late payments, uh, charge-offs, even collections and bankruptcies. Let me give you the number for your free credit evaluation. It's 800-501-3199. 800-501-3199. When you call, you'll get a free credit report and score and find out what creditrepair.com can do to help improve it. Creditrepair.com helps you work toward a better score so you can have a better life. The evaluation, the credit report, and score are free. So call 800-501-3199. That's 800 800- 501-3199, not available in all states. Not practicing in Georgia, Mississippi, Ohio, and South Carolina. Pat Gray Unleashed. All right, uh, Martha in uh, in Arkansas. You're on Hi. the blaze. Hi. How you doing? How you doing? Good. Hey, well, thank you for the update on... And the reminder of Bob Mueller and his 2013 performance on the IRS. Yeah. But his his illustrious career goes back a long ways. I have him. <laughs> I have him here. If you've got a minute, as U.S. Attorney, he was overseeing the Whitey Bulger case, where he sent four innocent men to jail to rot in jail. They finally got out, and that cost the tax the taxpayers as after they sued us, thirty five million dollars. Great, wow. great guy. He wow. was in charge of the Uranium One scandal, where $145 million went to Hillary Clinton's pocket. Him and Rod Rosenstein were the overseers of that wonderful deal. Mm-hmm. He was in charge of the anthrax misprosecution, where they framed that one fellow mm. who was totally innocent. He was in charge of that. Wow. And he was in charge of the Richard Jewell Olympic bomber fraud. Mm. <laughs> no way. Was he really? Jewels. Yes, he was. I absolutely swear to God that uh, it's the truth. Wow. And 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 I would like to know, when is there going to be an audit of $30 million that that investigation cost us? Who got paid mm-hmm. for it, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, and nobody seems to be very interested in finding out where all that money went. No, that's true. That's true. Appreciate it. Thanks, Martha. What a storied career. Hmm. He's consistent, at least. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he sucked yeah. from day one and uh. continues to do so. Robert Mueller. <laughs> it's Mueller time. <laughs> Goodness. 
What yeah, I don't think there'll ever be an accounting of the 30 or 40. It, it, I heard estimates of up to $40 million <sighs> for that investigation. So yeah. I'm sure we'll never see the accounting of that. What's so pathetic is that the bureaucracy <clears throat> is so gargantuan that, mm-hmm. that, that, that we don't even know how much we've spent on an investigation. We're just estimating. Ah, mm-hmm. This group says, estimates this, this, that. It's, uh... I've heard everything from 25 to $40 million. That's a pretty wide, wide gap there. Uh, we should really know exactly to the penny how much it was. Yes, we should. It's our money. We should know. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh Netflix spending hundreds of millions of dollars to produce big budget movies now. They're trying to shore up their subscri- subscriber base. And uh, they need more content because the other studios are taking their content away from Netflix. Wow. So they're investing over five hundred $20 million to make three big budget movies. Uh, none of these movies is likely to get the kind of wide theatrical release. In fact, they just show up on Netflix, which, I mean, I love that. <laughs> I love yeah. that Netflix is doing this. You have Netflix, don't you? I do. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So they have agreed to spend nearly $200 million to make the next uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson action movie called Red Notice. That'll be filmed next year at a bunch of exotic locations. It also stars Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot. I guess it's pronounced Gadot instead of Godot. Is that right? G-A-D-O-T. She's the Wonder Woman person. Right, right. In addition, a person familiar with the with Netflix plan said they are going to release later this year Six Underground, a Michael Bay directed action film that's costing about 150 million, and a Martin Scorsese movie, The Irishman. Jeez, mm. that is uh, that's great because what else are they going to do other than these nature flicks that the, the documentaries that <laughs> they're running out of stuff. they're running out of stuff animals. And Disney hasn't even removed everything yet. Right. Neither is Warner Brothers. That's coming. Neither is NBC Universal, but it's all coming. And by the end of the year, they're going to be cleaned out. Yeah, I think the biggest takeaway, though, from that story, uh, the movie that Dwayne The Rock Johnson is doing, when is he, uh, the future president, going to start you know, fundraising? That's a good question. When's he going to start campaigning? He's still making movies? What is he doing, man? He's what, 1,000 to 1 at the betting site? No. They yeah, 100,000 to 1? 10,000 to 1 or whatever. It's a lot. Yeah. I know that. So like if you put down, because one of them was a million dollar, a million to 1. And so if you put down a dollar, you could win a million if he actually became president. I can't remember if that was The Rock or somebody else. I think it was somebody else. But bottom line is, if he runs, he mm. will win. He will win. It's possible. I feel that. It, it's I, possible. I say it as a joke. But I seriously mean it. Mm-hmm. If that man wants to be president, he will be president. I think that's possible. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. Write it down. So Netflix has been picking up a lot of uh, movie projects. Hollywood stu- Studios didn't see commercially viable at the box office. Um, but they, you know, they picked up Sandra Bullock's Bird Box, and that mm-hmm. supposedly drew 80 million viewers. 80 million amazing in the first month uh they got triple frontier which has been watched what is triple frontier i don't Uh, think i've even seen that on netflix it's been watched 63 million times since march making it uh netflix so bird box is their first most popular film and triple frontier is fifth 
Triple Frontier. Hmm. Former Special Forces uh, operatives reunite to plan a heist in a sparsely populated multi-border zone of South America. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I have seen I haven't that. heard that at all. I've seen that on there. Uh, they bought the rights to Irishmen, and they're supposedly going to spend the most money that's been spent on a drama in, I don't know, decades or something. Um, but again, what else are they going to do? You have uh, all this content being taken from you. It's going to have to be original content now because they're not going to have much other stuff to show us. Other than the BBC nature films, which are loaded with wonderful climate change rhetoric. You just have to love it. You got to love it. Do you? Um, all right. Before we finish up, <clears throat> I want to see this former Antifa Antifa member with uh, on Laura Ingram. Yeah. Uh, did he make some interesting? Yeah. Check this out. Yeah. Let's here he this. is. Now, you mentioned the college campuses, and mm. you're right. This is where all the mischief starts, and also parents who aren't the first educators of their children and don't even know what their kids are doing. Um, I want to get your reaction to this disturbing story out of Texas. Now, Campus Reform is reporting that incoming Texas freshmen are being threatened with doxing. That means publishing their you know, personal uh, contact information if they join conservative campus groups. Mm -hmm. Apparently a self-described right. Antifa student is behind this. Yeah, and the problem is that these students haven't even done anything. <laughs> They're saying if you even consider joining a conservative organization, you're gonna get doxxed. And it was thanks to uh, campus reform's uh, coverage of the story that the university started to take it seriously. Because at first they kind of just wanted to say like, oh, they're not really our students. But since uh, campus reform reported on the story, they reached out to the Texas Attorney General to look for legal remedies. And this is what we have to do. Because it's not the only college. It's not just Dartmouth College. It's not just UT Austin. It's happening in colleges all throughout. Yeah, good. Oh, boy. So That's comforting, words, huh? They're doxing your incoming freshmen. Yeah. If you even think about getting into a conservative group. Unbelievable. Oh, America 2019. Every day is a new Easter egg. Just a matter. Are we going to listen to these people? The, the former radicals that come out of these organizations and try to wake us up? I hope so. I hope we're listening. Wow. All right. Uh, we'll see you. Well, in just moments. Yeah, you're going uh, just the down the hall program. here. Yes. Yeah, uh, and then back here tomorrow on Packer Unleashed.